0: and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. We're going to get a little personal this time. Um, I'm hoping that it comes off okay. I was debating whether to just wait till tomorrow and see where my head was at, but, you know, I think it'll be more real. If, if I do it at the moment. Not very long ago, I entered a room of people, all of whom I consider my friends, honestly. And I sat down, I had nice exchanges with people, everything was okay, until at one point with no notice, no trigger or reason that I can justify I became impossibly sad and self-conscious and I got quiet and everything got dark I've never had a heart attack but it felt like what I would imagine one would feel like But I, I hit it. <laughs> I, I made the conscious decision that I was not going to let it beat me this time. And, and I pushed through. Uh, but it felt like I was a flower planted in the ground that a tornado just circled through. Yeah, I stayed rooted, but a tornado just circled through me. But during that time, my brain was everywhere it it could go. Mostly negatively. I became ultra conscious of my weight. I became overly concerned about the clothes I was wearing. I don't mean it in a vain way. I just felt like everything was wrong. My hair was wrong. I looked wrong. And the worst part, I have a wife and a son who's there too. And I felt like a total embarrassment to them and to myself. I wanted to cry. I wanted to scream. But I faked it. And again, I got through it. I had what psychoanalysts would call a panic attack. Now, I hadn't had one in a very long time, but it's not my first rodeo to these things. It's just, it's been a while. When these happen, I can't describe the overwhelming feeling of worthlessness that, that takes a hold and pulls me under the water of my happiness with one strong jerk at a time. Like a shark taking its time to pull me under, each bite more painful than the last. Anyway, I got home. I told my family good night really early and and documented this because I thought maybe if I could share it, maybe it'll help somebody. Maybe it'll help me. Can you relate to this? If not, God bless you. If so, God bless you. The thoughts that whisper unsweet nothings in my ears that tell me I'm useless and a failure can't always be brushed aside. Sometimes it feels like they're epoxied to my shoulders and they just won't shut up. They gnaw at me. They remind me of the things that I've done wrong. Tease me about the things I still need to do and how I'm probably going to do those wrong and fail at those too. It's exhausting. When I say the voices, I feel like a crazy person. But I can't make them stop. And it, it, The thing is, I know I'm not alone in this. In fact... The Mayo Clinic tells us that research suggests that our body's natural fight or flight response to danger is involved in panic attacks. It uses an example. If a grizzly bear came after you, your body would react instinctively. Your heart rate and breathing would speed up as your body prepared for a life-threatening situation. You know, many of the same reactions occur when you get a panic attack because it's just as real. But there is a difference. Here's the thing. At least in my case, there's no bear. There's no trigger. It's unknown why a panic attack occurs when there's no obvious danger present. You know, I like it when movies and televisions, their shows put spins on things to make people think. Um, I especially like it when comedies do this because you don't expect it from a comedy. Think, for example, about the show Parks and Recreation. Now this show had a very unique style of representing depression. It was a comedy, but they represented depression often through the most notoriously happy character on the show, who was Chris Traeger, played by Rob Lowe. This character would spiral into depressive episodes out of nowhere within minutes. I always liked that because this kind of character is essential to show that depression. It doesn't have to be the sad sack that's depressed. It doesn't have to visibly be on somebody's face. They can hit hard, even the most chiseled person and the most physically fit and generally most outwardly happy person in the room. And it comes out of nowhere. I've always said that the real goths don't always wear black and don't always listen to Bauhaus. Some just are melancholy people just trying their best to swim upstream and and not get eaten by a bear. (laughs) But, But again, in most cases, there is no bear. We simply can conjure up such nervousness and internal rhetoric in our own projections and in our own thinking so much so that we can give ourselves ulcers. It takes things that are not hard and makes them feel impossible. I I have held a baby while trying to fight the thoughts that I was going to do something that would hurt the baby. I, I, why am I holding this baby? What if I drop the baby or what if the, what if I say the wrong thing to somebody and, 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 and then it makes them feel funny about the fact that I'm holding a baby. That doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense because no matter what happens, you're going to do the wrong thing. You're going to fail. What gives you the right to hold the baby? You're not safe. You need to give the baby to somebody who has their head on their shoulders. That sounds stupid, but I can't turn it off. There's been times where I've pulled over because I was certain I was going to crash the car. It wasn't a near miss. I just was convinced. How dare you drive a car? You're not smart enough to drive a car. I- I've angrily not eaten to show my hunger who is in control. Maybe you have episodes of your own. If you do, how can we prevent these from happening? Well, I obviously looked this up and some of it, it's just, it almost is starting to hurt because I understand what I'm supposed to do, but it's a cycle. Like for example, the positive psychology website says this, when you think about relieving your anxiety, Think of the acronym H-E-P-A-S, HEPAS, Healthy Eating, Physical Activity and Sleep. It says the cornerstones of relieving anxiety or removing the negative physiological states that can cause it, such as fatigue and lack of nutrition and, and lack of sleep and blah, 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 blah. And they're absolutely right. They're totally right. but when i'm very unhappy i run to food when i'm extremely anxious i'm not going to sleep i'm just laying there so while i think this is great advice i don't know how sometimes it works there are other things though like guided imagery it says another simple exercise is visualization or what they call guided imagery in this exercise, you actively imagine a relaxing environment, distracting yourself from your anxious thoughts. It's says the goal here is not escapism or denial. Instead, the goal is for you to turn away from your anxious thoughts when they feel like they're developing and you take your mind on a little vicarious vacation in a more positive and relaxing direction. I don't know how to do that. It also talks about, for example, progressive muscle relaxation and stretching and, you know, systematically tense and relax the muscles of the body step by step, starting at the feet and extending upward to the face and the head before passing down through the arms to the fingertips. I've, I've never tried that um, maybe it works. I will tell you this. One of the scariest parts about all this is our anticipation of another one coming. A panic attack that again can come from left field. But can knock the wind out of us or take us out of the game, so to speak it's very hard to live that way. And it really is that simple. There doesn't need to be a trigger or at least one you're conscious of. If, if you like me suffer from the voices and the self hatred that's deeply rooted and and, and rears its ugly head from time to time, this is my suggestion. Read between the lines. Try, try, try to look at yourself objectively. When when the, when, when you are hearing, there's no possible way you can do this. Look at yourself. Every other time you've tried to do this, you failed. What makes you think you're not going to fail this next time? Give it a minute. Take a deep breath breathe, and try. Sometimes people wish that you just snap out of these kinds of things, but that's just not an option. Believe me, everybody I know who's ever had panic attacks, they don't want them. And if it was that simple of just choosing not to have them, sign me up. But the option that we do have is fighting. And if we can do this with others by our side, all the better. So let me close with this. If you're having panic attacks from time to time, you're not alone. Believe me, I can, I, I can speak to you as a fellow person who deals with them. If you're a person who doesn't have them, but your friends do, love them. Be patient, they, they don't want it. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. Well, what do we have for you this time around? I thought would make it a little cheeky and our playlist is called Panic on the Streets of Chris Levine. you can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast panic on the streets of chris Levine." This actually turned into quite the beautiful playlist. Track number one is a killer track by Japanese Breakfast called Slide Tackle. Number two his head with Sour Times. Number three, the dreamlike track called Heaven or Las Vegas by Cocteau Twins. Because, you know, Heaven or Las Vegas, ultimately it's one or the other. Number four, the Flaming Lips with Feeling Yourself Disintegrate. Number five, the incredible Charlie Parker with Out of Nowhere. Number six, a rare track by The Doors called Who Scared You? Number seven is Cold Sweat by Tin Lizzy. Number eight is Sonic Youth with the song Stones from their Sonic Nurse record. Number nine, Something's Gotta Give by the Beastie Boys. And number 10 is Queen from their record, The Game, with the song called Save Me. Well, that's our new podcast. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Panic on the Streets of Chris Levine. Hey, we'd, we'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. It's from a far away place from where I live. And it's very, very exciting. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in Brussels capital in Belgium. Welcome. You know, everyone, this show simply wouldn't exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Maybe they could use my companionship or at least the sound of my voice. Maybe they could use some entertainment. They're not always this dark, I promise you. Uh, Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, you know you can listen to this show anytime. It's yours. As always, The music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please listen, 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 listen. Take care and do yourself a favor. And remember, there's a big difference between worry and concern in there. We'll see you next time.